Welcome to the Fizzle Show! show where every Friday we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you actually care about. In this episode, how much money should I have saved up before I quit my job? See, before people start a business, they usually have a decision to make. Am I going to quit my job and work full time on this idea? Or am I going to go work on this on the side while I keep my job? Okay, now both have pros and cons. Both are frustrating for different reasons. All right? Now, this is a topic to be careful about. Some experts and gurus out there would have you believe that you just have to, to put it all out there, make a big leap of faith, and see what happens. Um, and that's a model that worked for them and probably a lot of other people. But maybe there are more practical ways that we can be intelligent about this decision. Okay, so in this episode, we break that down. In case you aren't familiar with what we do here, listen, we love our podcast listeners. If you want to try out Fizzle for five weeks for free, you have a special link to do so. Fizzle.co slash try five is just for our podcast listeners. You can start the roadmap. You can check out any of the 40 plus courses that we have in there for independent business builders. We call them indie entrepreneurs. And you can ask a question and get advice in the community forums right now. All that at fizzle.co slash try five. All right. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 176. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. It's like the podcast gods are laughing at us. <laughs> you son of a <laughs> That's so good. You guys, we just recorded such a long thing. Oh, did you just hit record? And it was so <laughs> good. It was so good. I'm going to go take Corbin has to leave. We just recorded like 10, 15 minutes of us going through uh, an iTunes review and kind of really hamming it up about it. Uh, and I realized halfway through that for some reason Logic wasn't recording, and now we are recording, and I have to go try to find that uh, iTunes review so I can so I can read it to you. But I don't even think I'm going to be able to find it. Am I? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll cut all this out. Here's the podcast review. It's from Jairov in Canada who says, I can appreciate what these guys are trying to do, but... I get a bit lost in their conversation. I'm a bullet point, give me the good notes ASAP kind of person. So unfortunately, I didn't find that in this podcast. The speakers are definitely having a good time on their show, talking about their weekends and their boat parties and so on. <laughs> there are some gems of information on their personal business journeys, but since I'm juggling kids, a freelance business, and the laundry, I need a more direct approach, short and concise. No offense, these guys are sincere, funny, and have great things to share once they get to the point without drawing it out into a 50-minute show. I'm sure I'd love I'm sure I'd have fun meeting them in person. I give them four podcast episodes that I listen to, but finally realized I was trying too hard to get the value from it, and it's just not my style. It may be the right for you, however, so give them a listen. I love this. I, I like I love this the review. We don't have to get into everything we just said well, you, and, and you lost the past to half the, hour. <laughs> lost to time. We just like <laughs> spilled our guts on the floor. <laughs> we did. 
I am I I am shocked and dismayed <laughs> that that happened. We talked about how easy it is to get a business off the ground. We talked about oh, man, <laughs> so I much. can't even believe that. So, but the point is, the point is, uh, uh, this is a, a three star review from someone which I think is very honest. I love I love this point of view. I love someone realizing, hey, this show isn't for me. I love feeling a little bit like I'm getting comfortable knowing what this show is. Um, in in some ways, and being more confident in it, and so for what we were getting at is 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 you guys, anybody out there who you know you don't feel like this show is really your style, that's totally that's fine, that's fine. You want the bullet points ASAP kind of thing. There's like literally every business show is like t- is tuned to that in some ways. I think Pat Flynn's doing great stuff. You get the little digestive sort of like like here's the little things, the study notes at the end and stuff. But for this, this is more like you're steeping in the mood, uh, mindset, and mentorship of entrepreneurship, right? And I think that by osmosis, you end up picking up a lot of stuff in this show. And and I'm and I'm glad that that that. Some people are finding, you know, and there's very few things in this world that I think are awesome that some people don't hate, mm. right? There's, there's, a, there, there's, there's a lot that we agree on. Hey, human dignity. Hey, being nice to people and stuff like sure. that. But, it, but, you know, you look around, like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, I'm pretty passionate about that other people are, are exactly the opposite kind of passionate about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they hate it as yeah. much as I love it. Like Thundercat. And I think, <laughs> snurf. <laughs> But I think it's important that, uh, that uh, by the way, you were talking about Thundercat, the band, which yeah. is amazing jazz music, and I took it towards Thunderband, Thunderband the cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thundercat, Thundercat, Lionel, the, you know the guys, oh. you know what I mean? You mean Thunder, 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 <laughs> Thunder, 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 Cats! <laughs> this is terrific. Anyways, I want to say thank you to Jairov in Canada for writing the review. Uh, leaving us a three star review and being honest, uh, I could tell how 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 cha- how how torn you are be- between like I like these people and it's kind of fun, but I just need the points. I love that. And if you need the points, we could say it again, even because the first time so, wasn't recorded. If you need the points, yeah, they're they're that's what our courses are. Totally. They're made for like I need no BS in my life. I want to go from point A to point Z as fast as possible. Yeah. with the best possible information. I just don't think you, you're ever going to find a course that's as good as what we're doing right now. Yeah, and speaking of, we have an all-new course to share with people. Yeah, we came do. out this week. Yeah, well, it's an all-new old course. That's right. It's an update of the most important blog course that probably has ever been made. Well, like I said earlier, I think I lost to the time some time. I'm going to keep bringing that up for every point that I repeat. Uh, the, <laughs> I was talking to a very big blogger, much much more popular blogger than than we are at this point. And I said, "Hey, man, have you ever um, have you ever heard of? Do you ever hear about Start a Blog That Matters? This course that we did." And he was like, "Yeah, that's how I got started." <laughs> I just love it. I still love it. I still laugh. I love that you didn't know that. No, I did not know that at all. <laughs> that's that's right? the best. And, and you've known this guy for several years. For and, so long. Yeah. For so long, right? So this is a course that Corbett made uh, several years ago. Thousands of students have gone through it. It's one, literally one of the most popular, one of the most important blogging training programs that's ever been made. It's been in fizzle. Um, for a while, right? Yeah. And what we just did is, uh, but it was, but it was also, it came around before Fizzle. It mm-hmm. wasn't as updated as the rest of the stuff. Wasn't fizzlefied. It wasn't fizzlefied. We needed to throw it on the fryer and give it a little fizzle. You know yeah. what I mean? So we we completely updated the whole thing. Yep. You brought it back to the chopping block. Here's what are the things that are good. What are the things that need to stay? What are the things that need to improve? What, are what things- have we learned over the past five we, years? Because we've learned a ton. Totally. You know, so the the whole course has been updated. Uh, Seventeen action packed lessons. The lessons are all like the videos explain each of the actions. 
the whole thing is just about an action. Every step is about an action. Do this, yeah. do this, do this. And so we guide you through every bit of that with these videos and then um, much more in-depth uh, course material than we're sort of used to doing. Totally. Um, and I think people are going to go nuts on it. Yeah, I think if, you're, if you've ever wondered, like, where's the beef yeah. on the podcast? <laughs> that's right. That's, I challenge that's you. That's what the iTunes review was titled. Where's I challenge the beef? you to take this course because it's full of beef. Mm-hmm. And, that, and in the good way, yeah. not in the bad way. No. No. Yeah, and if you're a vegan, we could. It's it's full of tofurkey. To, it, tofurkey isn't actually what, what us vegans actually prefer. We would oh, say us, we, us, us I, I can say that because I was vegan for sure. six, five or six years. Yeah. So I mean, it was always tofu, man. There's mm. still nothing that's quite as satisfying as a tofu veggie stir fry mm-hmm. over rice with some sugary ass Yoshida soy sauce. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> teriyaki. <laughs> All right. So listen, there's a new starter blog that matters out. We got three star reviews from people who are actually kind of torn about, I kind of like the show, but I need more action. Love that. We also have several hundred five star reviews. And for those, we appreciate it. How we, many hundred? How many hundred? Uh, there's like 465 reviews in iTunes right now. I love that. You guys are so d- great. Thank you for help, for being with us and for leaving us reviews and things like that. It really does mean the world because I'm like I'm like creative nincompoop, you know. And I feel like people aren't digging what I'm putting out there because there's weeks where when there's it's mostly negative stuff, either from within Fizzle. Well, you or know, you just or, you just grab onto the. If oh, of course I'm going to grab onto the Chase negative takes things stuff. Pretty hard. I do, yeah, because I'm trying to make the world love me, man. Because I don't feel good enough. Yeah, we and I think we've done episodes. And that's what on most that, but... episodes on this podcast are. <laughs> that's like the that's like the, you know in in every movie you got to script in the friend that ruins things. <laughs> Dude, Terry, it was going fine until you stepped in and tried to fix. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just trying to help out. You know? <laughs> Sometimes Chase feels like that. Sometimes Chase is a Terry. <laughs> so we we are self aware. We hear. We read every. And internalize every review, we, every yeah, comment people yeah. leave for us. But we also choose very consciously uh, to use different venues for different purposes. Yeah. And the purpose of the podcast is not just to be bullet, 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 fact, 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 yeah. fact, fact. Yeah. Tip, 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 tip. Well, because because honestly, you guys, there aren't that many bullets that exist that matter. There just yeah. aren't. There's really a few bullets. Yeah. It's we, like, look at the world, be valuable, uh, like, like uh, make decisions and and learn how to make decisions well the, like the the master bullet point don't in building be, a business so we're in your masturbatorium already now you're taking me to the, the master, master bullet point the master bullet point mm-hmm. is in building a business is make something people want make something people want and it's so it, easy and then it just gets complicated super from complex from there because it's not just make something people want it's like i'm gonna make something that who wants who right. specifically and then what are the what are the things that they want and how am i gonna make it and then how am i gonna get it in front of them and then what are the tools that i need it's all it, it gets big and that's why our roadmap exists so yeah anyways we're having a blast we're having so much fun you guys we're so, never gonna forget this so today we wanted to talk about uh this concept of how much savings do i need before I quit my job to go work on my business. Yeah. And inherent in that is this concept uh, called runway. Mm. And we've gotten a bunch of questions about hey, this just recently. So, just so you know, this is about the point in the show that we realized yeah. it wasn't recording. Yeah. Uh, but last time we, uh, there was about a half hour, I think. Yeah, there might have been. Now we are recording though. Good. Still, Happy to hear that. It's still recording even now. Good. And <laughs> and I would also love to point out that that is literally in 170 something odd episodes. The first yes. time that that's happened. And I be- that is a little bit of like a, okay, I deserve a little pat on the back. You've done a great job. The, the technical stuff just works here. It pretty much does. When you're in daddy's studio, 
Yep. It just works. It does. Whew. I'm Thank grateful for that. I don't feel very responsible for it because you know the technology gods, they can just... They can bite you. They can just... They're gremlins. They can ruin everything. But it works out. Ask any church uh, AV person. He'll tell you all about it. <laughs> okay, keep going. So we got this particular question about leaving my job with three months of savings. We've gotten other questions about I have a six-month runway. Yeah. So we wanted to like just dive into this a little bit and ask some questions like, how much savings do you need? Mm -hmm. What does runway mean? What's a mm -hmm. burn rate? What are these like different terms and how do I look at it? Yep. How do I extend my runway? Um, what are the different like decision points here that would that would allow me to figure out how much runway is appropriate? All of it kind of revolving around this question, like how much money do I need to have saved up before I quit my job? Right. Like, how do I be smart about like, all right, my thing, I want to do a thing. I want to believe, like a lot of people, so some people, Let's go back to the beginning, right? There's some people who are like, I believe in myself. I'm just going to take a leap of faith and just put it all out there and see what happens, right? right? Some people are just ballsy like that, and it's it's pretty killer. Some people think they have to be ballsy like that in order to survive or to, in order to be successful, right? Because some of these people who thrive on that, on that just like, I just need to jump off and see what happens because they wrote books <laughs> or speak on stage, right? They're a different kind of person. And then they, and then someone who's in the audience going like, I want that kind of success, but it means I have to do this thing that's incredibly painful to me. Yeah, you know, and and that ends up spending the, putting them putting some people in a really bad place. Okay, you got to realize sort of, I don't know, I don't know if it's easy to realize what kind of person you are in this, right? You don't know until you've done a lot of it, right? But, you know, well, and hopefully we can ask some questions that will help people, yeah, come to some conclusions there. So just just up front, like to define what what we're talking about here. So. Um, you know, before people start a business, you usually have a decision to make. Am I going to jump into this and, and work full time on it? Yeah. Or am I going to try to, you know, work my job and mm -hmm. then work on the business on the side? And both have pros and cons and both are frustrating for different reasons. Yeah. But at the point where you start thinking about, I want to quit my job, then you have to consider how much money do I have in the bank and how much am I spending every month? Mm -hmm. And uh, so the how much am I spending every month in the startup world? They call that your burn rate. Burn right? rate. Your burn rate. How much are you burning up every month? In the fizzle world, we call that the minimum viable income, mm -hmm. which is basically how much do I need to earn every month to cover my monthly costs? So you're looking at, we, Steph wrote this great post on minimum viable income, what we call MVI or ramen profitable. This is, what's the number that like you, you're just scraping by. If you get this, if you can make this much money every month, you're just scraping by. That's your like minimum viable income. You're ramen profitable. Yep. You can eat, but it's only sort of ramen beans and things like that. Yeah. So that, and that's, that's a, that's a, an exercise that we run you through in Steph's minimum viable income post. That'll be in the show notes of this episode. And that kind of helps you look at your budget and, and look at the fixed versus the variable costs and all sorts of these sorts of things so that you get a, just a, a, and if you're married, this is like the most powerful thing to do with your spouse. You know, this is some like Dave Ramsey stuff, right? Yeah, here, totally. Know? Yeah. And then to think about how you can lower your, your burn rate. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so anyway, if you take the total amount that you have in savings that you're willing to spend on supporting yourself while you're trying to build your business and divide that by your monthly burn rate or your minimum viable income, whatever you want to call it, then you can figure out the number of months that you have to survive yeah. until you need to start earning some income. So, you know, just for example, if you had $100,000 in savings and you were spending $10,000 a month, then you would have about 10 months to survive. Mm-hmm. Any amount of income that you get coming in extends your runway. Mm. 
So, you know, in really in reality, it's not as if you're going to work for 10 months and then all of a sudden the income switch is going to turn on and you're going to start covering your entire yeah. burn rate. Instead, yeah. what usually happens is it phases in gradually. So you have to figure the calculation is a little bit more difficult than that. It's not just, you know, 100,000 divided by 10,000, you know, you get mm-hmm. the 10 months. It's probably more like you start out with 100,000 in the first month, you spend 10,000, the second month you spend 10,000, but then eventually you start earning a little bit. Yeah. And, and so you got to kind of figure that out. Anyway, that that sort of calculation is how you figure out what your runway is. Sure. And a lot of people ask this question by saying, I have three months worth of savings. So they've already sort of done the back of the mm-hmm. envelope calculation. I have three months worth of savings or I have six months worth of savings. Should I leave my job to work on my business full time? Yeah. And that's the big question because a lot of people feel like either A, it's just impossible to really work on their business when they're juggling a full time job or B, they hate their job so much or their job is is so painful or annoying that it really, you know, puts a, a damper on how much they're able to work on their business. Mm-hmm. There are a whole lot of factors that go into this. And so you start to feel like if you're not making progress on your business, maybe it's because you just don't have enough time to dedicate to it. So yeah. it becomes really attractive, this idea of like going full force into your business. Yeah. Now I see, and I, like, let's pause there for a second. That's a big deal. Right. A lot of us, a, a lot of us coming up, Every like so many people listening to the show right now who wanted to do who have an idea or want to have the idea or are a little bit further on than others in in their idea or whatever got that feeling like the only reason why this thing isn't isn't getting bigger is because I don't have more time to work on it yeah if I had more time to work on it then I could I could get it producing revenue right right to me like right immediately you're like ding this is red flag zone that's red flag zone wouldn't you say. Yeah, it's like when you start convincing convincing yourself why you need to buy a new car. Yeah, it's like I have this camera, and it, I was just talking to a guy on, on at Fizzle. I have this camera. It's actually it's a, it does a good job at video, but I want to make my videos look just like yours. Um, and I was like, well, I use this camera and I use this lens. And he was like, okay, it's a pretty spendy camera, but I think I can do it. And I'm like, whoa, you don't buy a camera. Like your camera's fine. Yeah, you you maybe can try. You, okay, I'll allow you to spend like three hundred dollars on a different lens to get a wider angle lens because a lot of the look that I'm doing. But that's you're looking at ten years of me fiddling with lights in a dark room. Right. That's what you're looking at. Right. That's where you need to be. You need to fiddle with some lights for a little while. You need to go spend three hours on YouTube just looking at lighting videos, and then and then you try to recreate some of your favorite looks. That's it. Yeah. You don't need you don't need new cameras. You don't need anything. Totally. Right. And, and that's the kind of thing that I want, like I, when people are going like, I'm not making revenue now, but if I quit my job, I can work harder on my side business and then it'll start making revenue. No, I don't want, I don't personally, I almost want to make a rule, even though everybody's different and everybody has these different like, uh, you know, capabilities and, and deal with pressure differently. Some people be fired up by that, but still I'm like, no, you've got to earn some revenue from your business first, at least once. Before I, I before you jump off and just quit, stuff. right? You know well, what I mean? and, and and so I think uh, this is where it really depends on the person's situation and psychology. Yeah. So there's a yeah. lot of factors that because if you here. do have forty thousand dollars in the bank, then you're like, I just I got you know six months or, or twelve months to kill or whatever it is, right? Then and I and I and if you're like, screw it, I just want to do this. Worst case scenario, I'll go I'll go back to flipping burgers at Burger King, or I can get a job with my dad, or I'll do whatever. Right. Right. Then it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. See what you can do. That's interesting. Totally. But there are, there are some factors at play that make leaving your job to work on your business full time, not necessarily as ideal as it might seem in your head right now. Yeah. So I know, you know, it, sometimes it's just like, man, I just got to get rid of this job so I can focus on my business. The problem is 
when you do quit your job and start working on your business, there's a bunch of things that happen that you weren't prepared for. God, man, I, I feel like I'm talking to myself right now. I'm feeling so much for myself back in the day. Yeah. When I just would get so anxious to quit the job and just go full time on the web design or full time on making sales videos or full time on right. whatever thing that I wanted to do. Totally. Man, I had no clue. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. And I was so anxious. I was just my, like, it felt like my whole body was itching. Like I knew it was right. I know it's right to do this right now. You know what I mean? Totally. And, and a lot of that was pure. A lot of that was good. And, and, and that impulsiveness, there was goodness in it, but man, there was a lot more than goodness in it. Yeah. There was I, way more than just goodness in it. And I, I don't fault people for wanting to do that. Yeah. And, and I don't fault people for people for doing it, but you just have to understand that there are repercussions to this decision. So, you know, if you've, if you have, you know, X thousands of dollars in savings right now yeah. and it's taken you the better part of the past decade or something mm-hmm. to save, yeah. then you just have to wonder if it's the smartest move to quit that job, to start burning your savings yep. in hopes of building this business. Because if it doesn't work out and you spent all your savings, then then what are you going to do next? Yeah. Like, what's your next option? Mm-hmm. And as we always talk about, there's there's no guarantees in building a business. Really, what you're doing is trying out a hypothesis because yeah. you believe that you can make something people want and are willing to pay for. But then at the end of this runway or the end of this trial, you might find out that your hypothesis was wrong. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're not cut out to be an entrepreneur, but this version didn't work out. And so the question is, do you have enough in you for another battle later? Yeah. And that, that should always be the goal. I think you always want to have room for a few tries at this thing. Yeah. You don't want to go like full into it. Now, like you said, there are motivational speakers and others out there who will tell you that you got to screw it. Let's do it. Yeah. And that was their, that was their story and it worked for them and it worked for countless other people that, that have listened to that advice. Um, but it might be the wrong advice for you. Yeah. It, it like, you got to realize that for every one of those, there's another one saying something a lot more gentle, a lot more interesting and different that is way more suited for you potentially. And it really you know? depends on, you know, the strength of your, your idea and your foundation. Mm-hmm. And it also depends on your psychology. Yeah. So what happens to a lot of people when they, um, quit their job and they start working on their business is they realize that mm, they don't have as much self-control as they thought they had. Yeah. And they end up spending five hours of the day playing xbox you know and <laughs> well, then and no, then next it's thing- not even that. like no it start. it doesn't start that bad it starts like like how did i oh my god it's two o'clock and i've been on facebook since this morning yeah and my coffee's cold but i'm still drinking it <laughs> do you know what i mean and then eventually you know you're in bad if you're if you went all the way over to like xbox and was like well, i'll just play a little game and it's 4 p.m and you're still playing the game and your wife's gonna be home in a little while and you're like i'm bad at this totally it takes months of that before you actually have that recognition that I'm bad at this, which is why some of our most popular content is about time management, productivity, motivation, motivation. Right. So you can definitely get in that situation. And then that can become its own shame spiral, which, yeah. which is not good. You can also get in the situation where, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, just think about right now, if you have a job and you get to work at home once in a while, yeah. what happens when you work at home and like, how easy is it to get distracted mm-hmm. and, and how much stuff do you realize there is to do around the house? Oh. And when you're at home, how many expectations are there from the rest of your family about, oh, he's home. He could be doing this or oh, that. Oh, those are gnarly. Right? Those are really, those are really hard to combat. That's why you, you for me, for, for years, it was like, you're out of the house. I'm at a coffee shop. Totally. I'm out of the house in a coffee shop. That's the only place I'm going to get work done. And now you have, you know, somebody who comes over to 
watch watch my son. Watch but even then, the still, it's like that's tough. That I work at home, and it would be easier if I had my own place. But it's also kind of nice to just roll out of bed and straight into the office. Totally. So there's this like you know these expectations from your family. You know maybe you it takes you time to get into your your work day and then next thing you know it's time to go pick the kids up from school or something yeah. you know and it's like it's it you don't end up with as much time mm -hmm. just because you're not working a job as you think you should yeah the next thing is uh there's this anxiety that happens along the way mm. where m first month feels okay and then maybe you start to worry like oh maybe this idea wasn't as thought out as it should have been and yeah maybe i wasn't as far along as i thought before i left and then you start watching your savings dwindle. Mm -hmm. And then as this like timeline gets shorter and shorter, you get more and more anxious about it and you mm. get less and less able to do the work that it actually takes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a very real scenario that happens to a lot of people. So you need to think like, if I'm going to quit my job, how much self-control do I have? Mm -hmm. uh, how much is this like anxiety factor going to play in? Yeah. And um, ask yourself if you're really the kind of person that operates well under pressure. And if that's, you know, I think that's the ideal scenario is you have a good idea, you have a good foundation, you've already proven a little bit about your business idea before you take the plunge. Yeah. And, you know, next, uh, you are able to um, harness all of that to give you the energy that you need. Yeah. You know, the, the burn the bridges approach mm -hmm. is is actually what works for you. And and, it, and it's a special kind of person. You know, for me, uh, as I, I think it was really important for me to try twice, to, to go off on my own twice, to quit my job twice. When I had like a decent idea, I was like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to make websites for people. Uh, first, before that, actually, I was going to make sales videos for people. And I did a few of those, barely. Yeah. Uh, then I went and I quit, quit my job both times to do that, right? And the first time was, was, became really brutal. That was like, holy crap. I didn't even, I actually didn't even think about like my customer acquisition process, right. my sales funnel, how I was going to get people in the door, trusting me, willing to cut checks to my, to my name, you know? Um, and, but I spent months thinking about what I was going to call the company months thinking about totally. the website that I was going to put up for myself. Right. Uh, and, but looking back, like it was important for me to try it and fail. Mm -hmm. and, and I never fully failed. Right. Because I just decided to do something else before it got that bad. Right. Right. So you're failing when you're, when you're moving on in some ways, but you got to see that as like notches on the belt, as things that you tried as stuff you tried and it didn't necessarily work out, but it's growing me. It's led to a lot of, a lot of the way that I'm, that I'm able to, to add value at fizzle now. It's just like, cause I was there and I was doing the thing and, and since then, I've learned so much. And the challenge is figuring out what exactly did I need to know then? What could someone have taught me then that I didn't, that, that I, I mean. And what, at the time, were you even capable of hearing? Of hearing. That's what I'm, that, you know? and that's what drives me more than anything else you should know. It's like, I want to make stuff that like, even when you're not even ready to hear it, it's so good it gets through. Yeah. It somehow resonates. Yeah. Um, where you're like, oh, maybe I am being a little cocky about how this is going to go. You know, I think that's the most powerful thing anybody could ever do is is someone before they even have ears to hear it you're able to make something that's like so sweet and juicy that draws them in and then they actually get it yeah they actually get it right you know i think but i also think it, it might be impossible it's it's pretty hard because there's just you know um we all feel like we we know better oh. we all feel like we're smarter you know yeah, it's a huge part of our identity especially when we're young and uh and so some of us have to fail yeah. So and and you know if you, it's and totally if yeah we do you do you kind of have to fail in order to feel hum, human. In but some here, ways. here's the thing that if even if we can't convince someone otherwise they're still going to try and and they're going to fail but yeah. they need to do that. If we could get something through to them right now, I would love to get through to them this idea that 
you need to leave enough gas in the tank to try this again. Because the yeah. first first try as an entrepreneur- That is actually interesting is advice. probably not going to work. Yeah. So don't hit so far at the bottom that you never give yourself another go, right? Because now what would that look like? That would look like me trying to do my sales, uh, trying to do like, you know, making videos for people's websites uh, and and like failing so miserably, right? And sticking to the idea so long. That basically looks like sticking to the idea so long when all the results about that idea are not pointing in a good way. Right. Sometimes, you know, like in every American story, there's this moment where, you know, these, these moments where the hero is like, is like sticking to it when everyone around him is going like, you sh Rudy, give up going on the football team, right? Yeah. Like, quit it, quit it. You don't need to do this. Right. And in every one of those stories, it was his... It was his unwillingness to quit that made him amazing in the end, right? right? Right. And so we've got this fetish about that. We're not. Nobody's making the video, the movie that's just like. And there was this character who really wanted to do this business. It believed in it so much, and it didn't work out that time. And <laughs> then he went and got a job, and he learned some more skills and added more tools to his toolkit. And then he tried a different business. It was a little bit the same, but it was different because he knew right. more this time. Right. You know what I mean? And then he won. And we're like, well, yeah, I guess. I guess if you do it that way, he'll win. Yeah. That makes sense. It doesn't seem. It's not so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. The story arc isn't there. But so, that's what my story looks like. Right. Right. Does that? What that, your looks, your absolutely. Looks like? That's what everybody's looks like. I think that succeeds except yeah. for a handful of people. And, and, you know, God bless it. If you're Elon Musk and you decide to bet every last dollar you have on that last rocket on launch and it works out. That's one of the best stories of our entire universe. Yes. But let's not glorify it yeah. because it's, it's not, it's not reality for most people. So, yeah. so what that would look like is if you're feeling like I just got to quit my job, you got that itch. Yeah. Then instead of quitting your job, burning all the bridges, spending every last dollar you have, yeah. maybe keep a part-time job so that you don't burn money as fast or maybe give yourself three months. And then at the end of that, if you haven't, you know, uh, made X progress, then you go get a job again yeah. and you let it percolate because mm -hmm. in some cases, it's not about the total number of hours that you put into your business. It's about the elapsed time that it takes for you to grow and mature and experience things, yeah. not just work on your business, but experience and learn things to get enough of a foundation to be a successful entrepreneur. And so, you know, even if you can, you know, compress your timeline down, yeah. you need three years no matter what. It just takes, this stuff takes time. It really does. And it sounds, I think to some people listening to that, they're going like, I don't believe you. That's so stupid. But I, because I said the same thing. I yeah. said, I, I really, I really loudly and, 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 uh, and confidently said the same thing. Like really believed like, no, I've got this already. Yeah. I have got this already. Yeah. 10 years later, you're looking at me and I'm like, I, this is like, it's like the cliche about getting older. Like the older you get, the more you realize you don't know. And the more humble I'm, I find myself getting more and more humble, even though like I know way more than I used to. Totally. And I will go to, I will take anybody to court when I feel like they need to be taken to court. So it doesn't make me like, feel like I don't know stuff, but it just makes me way more in wonder and awe of the world that does exist and going like, I don't know enough to compete. Yeah. There. Because yeah. Right. So time you know? goes by and you realize how much you didn't know at the time. And then you wonder <laughs> how much do I not know right now? Yeah, yeah. Right. It becomes very expectable. You know totally. what I mean? You're like sort of like, yeah, I know. And, and it, it becomes a source of wonder in the world. And it, I feel like the biggest trick that or, or, or a good, good skill I wish someone would have taught me this skill early on, man. It's just the ability to go like, huh, I don't know what that is. What is it? 
You know, when someone says like, well, you know about the so-and-so, right? I'm like, no, I didn't hear. What was the story? You know what I mean? You're, you're supposed to know about this, right? You know what right. I mean? And But I've gotten really comfortable going like, no, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know about that. I don't really care about, about knowing things as much as I used to in some ways. And then I'll learn and I can, and I can take it in and, and, it, and I'm better for it. Instead right. of like posturing going like, yeah, I've, yeah, totally. I love that yeah, band. <laughs> so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. Okay, so we're talk- where do you want to go next? So um, we should talk a little bit about extending your runway. So I think it's a lot of, times you feel like i've got this much money i have this much time and that's it yeah you know it's which to me is by the way my personality type because i know my personality type so well that is a nightmare that is a nightmare for people like me for other people that's like oh that just they're they're like rubbing their hands together going like i can't wait to get started i got three months i got ten thousand dollars and i got three months like oh let's get this baby going you know, and, and for me as a creative who wants to like bring things into the world that, you know, are beautiful and sensational in their own regard, like that's just not a recipe for success. The way that security and honesty and yada, yada, yada are like those make me do my best work in some ways. And I, there's probably 14 creatives nodding along going like, OK, so I, that feels good. I like that, too. You know, but I've all, I also don't get to just like sit around and wait for everything to be secure before I get started. Yeah. It has well, been a challenge. And you know, the other big aspect here is a lot of people aren't very good with money. They don't understand no. money that well. I was, I'm notoriously terrible at money. Yeah. Right. And through you and my wife, both of you are extremely good at money because for some reason you were, you were taught how to do that or you we both learned were it. raised with zero <laughs> raised with zero and i'm just like silver spoon kid over here going like none of it matters clearly so let's just buy the couch <laughs> yeah but regardless of if you're silver spoon or not um i think just some people don't operate that way and i yeah. and, and you tend to see there's a correlation with the creative aspect of people and and then you know not being so into math and and money and stuff. yeah 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 uh Hopefully I'm not offending anybody out there, but that, you know, and and then on the analytical side, you find people that are, you know, better with that sort of thing. So depending on what end of the spectrum you fall there, Mm -hmm. you just need to be honest with yourself. You know, if you're not very good with money and you've never understood it very well and you have a tendency to spend money on stuff, you should How long of my life did I go like, no, I'm good with money because it wasn't okay if I wasn't good with money, right? right? When now I'm like, no, it's okay that I'm not good at money because I'm not doing this on my own, right? right? And I'm actually getting better at money. Well, and you have enough self-awareness to say either I want to, you know, get someone else involved who can look this over for me or to be more cautious to err on the side of caution. Well, there's two, there's two things, right? There's a self-awareness to see like, I'm actually not that great at money. And then there's the acceptance of like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be, I, I, oh, look at that. Like, that's interesting. I'm not that great at money. Ver- instead of like, oh no, this can't be. They'll judge me. You know what I mean? It's right. like, like dad sure. will hit me or sure. something. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it's just like accepting that for me and people like me, I think that's a, uh, that's yeah. a hard thing to accept sometimes. And then when you do, it's insanely liberating. Yeah. Insanely liberating. And you go like, oh, okay. So you realize you want to do this business, but you're actually naturally pretty bad at money. Right. So you need a partner or a, an accountant that you pay quite, quite well to be involved in some serious way. Yeah. And you just go like, okay, cool. That's just a part of the cost of doing business for me. And you need to err on the side of caution to a make sure caution. that you have more yeah. cushion and more, mm-hmm. you know, runway yeah. than, than you might need. Um, I feel like that really, that's a really big point because this is, you know, this is one of those, that question, how I remember that being in a Seth Godin uh, article about like understanding your target market. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of questions. And one of them was, what's their relationship with money? Mm. And I just think that that's a, a fascinating question because it's something we don't like talking about societally. Um, we're all a little bit embarrassed of probably. Uh, more of us are probably embarrassed. I'd say that more are embarrassed than are not. 
Yeah. I'd say there's more people who are bad with money than there are that are good. Yeah. And you know what? Um, we should, we should take a step back because there are probably a lot of people, in fact, probably more than half, two thirds, three quarters or something of people listening 11 to this. 11 twelfths. Good fraction. I did. I did a number. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people listening to this who don't have any savings at all. There are, are yeah. people listening to this who are in debt and still have a dream of building a business. Yeah. And, um, and so they don't have a runway. This isn't even a question for them. Yeah. And, and for those folks, like, you know, it's, it's, hard. It's more difficult because you're going to have to continue earning income yeah. while you try to build your business. And yeah. that's just a constraint that you have to work with. Realize that constraints aren't bad. Great things sometimes come out of constraints. Always. Always. No great thing has ever come out come about without a constraint. Right. Yeah, it's like I think it's I, like, I, like looking at lottery winners and how their life goes down the drain. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally, totally. But I think it's true that no great thing. I mean, that's a that's a that's a common law in design is that your good design comes from constraints. Yeah. Good creative work comes from constraints, right? Yep. So the first thing I do when I'm hearing a buddy talk about like, so I got hired to do this thing, which I look at and I'm immediately into like, what are the constraints? The constraints are this is the title of the of the campaign. This is the this that and the other. And I'm like, great. That's all we get to use. Then that's all we need. You know, yeah. we start like drawing doodles and seeing what, what comes up from those constraints. Cause you have to, you need a place to start mm -hmm. and your constraints offer that. So if your constraint is I'm in debt, that's a place to start. Right. So now you don't get to start way over there where other people might get to start. Yeah. You have to start right here. Yeah. And the sooner you accept that and the more wisdom you can bring to that, the better, yep. you know, because that's the game you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's very important as an entrepreneur to try to improve your overall financial situation because stuff happens. Uh, it's not as if we have like consistent income month mm -hmm. to month as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, things always take longer than you think. And so starting from the strongest potential or possible financial position you can is should be your goal. Yeah, and um, And so that means if you're in debt, you have to try your darndest to get out of debt and make that your, your primary focus. Yeah. Um, and you can work on a business while you're doing that, but you need to make sure that the business activities don't make your financial position worse while yeah. you're in debt. You know, it, it keeps coming up is this idea of like, I think money is really hard because in money, it feels like there is a right way and a wrong way. But I think that what I've learned is that there really is a right way for you mm -hmm. and a wrong way for you. Sure. You know, like, like most ever, every other thing in life. Um, but yeah, I think there are, there are ways I could see someone doing, you know, getting out of debt the way that they get out of debt being like, and, and they get through it and it's, it's effective and yada, yada, and they make their life like really painful for two years or something like yeah. that, but they do it gall darn it. Right. And I could see doing that. I see someone doing that when I'm in debt and I'm like, God, I'm just not as good as those people, you know, yeah. when really it's like, no, you're just nothing like them. You're nothing like them. You have to figure, and yeah, it might take you six years instead of two. The sooner you can find your way it doesn't mean that you're you're weak it doesn't mean that you're anything because there's like it just means like this is my way through this yeah and and now and now you have self-awareness that you didn't have before yeah. about why this is important and if you're in debt you know building a business um you know starting a freelancing gig whatever it is you're the debt should drive you because yeah. any extra dollar that you have coming in gets to go straight to that debt yeah. and it helps you pay it off faster than you could if you were just working a job. It's a superpower. It's like mm -hmm. a, it's like a power up, you know, yeah. I was earning X, you know, dollars. It's a way of thinking bigger, right? We were talking before about thinking bigger. Yeah. How do you think bigger? Well, in some People just have to, I think of a, of one popular blogger who had to think bigger from such an early age because stuff was just so gnarly at home. Yeah. Right. And just had to like, well, I've got to provide for mom and I'm 16. 
Yeah. Right? So that's a way that's going to change how you look at money, forces you into thinking bigger. I think trauma and gnarly things like that can make us think bigger. Yeah. In or, a, or a history of bad decisions that put you in a, in a bad financial position. <laughs> exactly. But those history of bad decisions build up from the same sort of modality uh, of thinking. And then it takes, a, a, some sort of, it takes some sort of miracle to get you to look back and go, wait a minute, this has all been my fault. And that, that's the moment where you kind of like- And now I'm going to take responsibility. This changes everything. And taking I see responsibility yeah. is the, that fuel that drives you to spend those three extra hours at night yeah. working on a business idea. Yeah. So uh, the question then is if, if you are, so let's switch back to, let's say you have a little bit of savings cushion, you, mm -hmm. you want to leave, but you don't quite have enough to, to really make uh, a, a decently long runway. Yeah. And the question is like, how do you extend your runway? Mm -hmm. How do you make that longer? And, um, there are a few different options here. One is it's not so bad to, uh, to continue in your job and mm. maybe, uh, ask if you can just scale back the hours a little bit, yeah. because then instead of having to live off of savings entirely, you still have some income coming in. Yeah. So that's not a bad option. Freelancing is also another good option. Mm -hmm. Freelancing is great for, for two reasons. We, we talk about this often. I think, um, freelancing is great because it gets money in the door quickly. Yeah. So that extends your runway. Uh, it lowers the anxiety because, you know, you've got some dollars coming in. The second thing is freelancing is often a really great way to get super close to customers yeah. to learn what the problems are. Love that. So that, 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 that changes everything. Right. When you start a business, when you start up like, okay, so you want to do a blog, you want to do a course making business, you want to do something, you know, that where your, your time is independent of your, of your revenue and your, you can sell at all times, you know, whether it's a blog or a podcast or a, or a course or a, a digital product of some kind, right? You want to do that, right? spend one year working very closely with clients uh, like individuals around that thing and i guarantee you you'll probably get to better revenue more consistently faster when you start selling digital things right mm -hmm. because when you make your digital course now you've worked with 45 customers you know exactly what the process is yep. you know exact you have stories to tell and testimonials you have you know exactly what the like it gets you through all that bs dude if you start your digital if you're one of these kids like i was and you start your digital course selling thing first and it's going to take you 5 years to learn the stuff that you would have learned in one working directly with customers. Yep. You know, it like, and even then it's like six months just to work with 25 clients. We're, we're, we're with 10. You don't need to do it for forever, but you'll totally. find that it's quite easy to sell them once you understand what the game is, what it is that you're actually selling them. That's the thing. It's hard to figure out what you're actually selling people. Right. And then, then twiddling with and fiddling with your pro your process to actually get it succeeding yeah. for these people. And we, we talk about the importance of customer conversations a lot. I think those those are a great starting place for anybody, but then take it a step further and work with those customers, yeah. solve their problems in a manual way yeah. for a while. Uh, and then that gives you the ability to earn some money long before you would ever be able to create a product. Yeah. And your product's going to be much better. So, so you're talking about freelancing. Yep. Okay. You're talking about like, okay, if you need to get to some early revenue or you need to get your access to like, we've got some monthly revenue coming in. Yep. Freelancing is always a great way to go if you have a skill, if you have a process, if you have something that you can help people with, right? Exactly. Because there's a lot of freelancers out there who are looking real hard for more clients and not finding them because they don't know how to sell, they don't know what they're doing. Right. They don't have a process of sales or 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 any sort of you know uh, strategy that yeah. way. I would even go one step earlier than that. I would say, hey, if you have never done a business before, but you want to do one and 
no matter what age, I'll say no matter what age you are, what you want is not to start a business. What you want is a life you enjoy working on things that you're inspired and kind of excited about, right? That you care about, that are important. Yeah. Right? That's what you want. And and to earn enough money so that you can and to earn enough afford money. the things that you want okay, to do. Okay, so write those things down. Where, where it used to say, like, make a business on your mood board or your dream board or whatever. Write, work doing something that I, I care about, that I feel is important. Uh, make enough money to support myself comfortably. And what was the what was the first one that I said? No, I'm so deep in this pale ale, I can't even I see my way out of it. We wanted, yeah, unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, and, something yeah. about that. So instead of instead of I want to start a business, it's I want to make enough money and I want to enjoy my work, right? I want to enjoy my work. I want to enjoy my lifestyle and my work. Those are the two things that you want. I think what, a hack for that second one is doing stuff that you care about, something that you think is important in the world, regardless of your damn passion. What do you care about? What do you think is important in the world? And then you draw those two circles. What do you, where can you make enough money and work on something that you care about? Go get a job. Go get a job with some company that's doing something good in the world. Go help them out. Go bug them. Go like, I've just looked around and found and looked for all the companies that I could possibly feel like I could give my life to this company for a few years. And you're basically the only one that I found. What do you need? I got skills in computers. I got skill, skills in mustaches both trimming and wearing. Yep. I got skills in what I can make coffee. I don't, I don't know if I need to relocate or whatever, but like, I wish more people looked at their career stuff that way. You spend two years or a year or three years or nine years or whatever working there. You're going to be so ready to launch your yeah. stuff after that, because sure. you've probably been in the space similar to where you would want to start your blog and your business right. in the first place. Right. So yeah, you're, you're basically saying, look at getting a job in the field that you want your business to be in yeah. as step zero yeah. on the entrepreneurial journey. And like and look at the look at the problems that you see in the world and go as big as you can. Cuz you're in, in if you're working so right now you're like this is the biggest problem I can or this is this feels like a big important problem to me right now. In 5 years, you're probably going to know about problems that feel if you admit it bigger than that to you. Right. You know? Cuz the world gets bigger and you see like the more systemic issues. You see if if you want if you do want to change the world, if you do want to yeah. do good stuff. And and the, and the truth is there's a um, there's actually a lot of problems that are really important we really need solutions to. And I think we can find business solutions to a lot of these private sector solutions to these things. Right. But uh and so it's hard to say some are more essential than others, right? right? Even when you feel like some are more important eventually. But the point is you want to be as ball. You want to be ballsy. You want to be crazy. Think about the problems that you think are the most important in the world. Go watch some documentaries, and go figure out what you think is the most important problems in the world, and then find some companies who are working there. They don't have to be all NGOs and nonprofits. They you can find real companies working for whether it's for artists or for um, or for wealth redistribution or for who knows what. Right? Who whatever the things that you geek out on. Go do some research because I bet you, most of you listening to this, a, a sensation, and this is really just my, take it with a grain of salt because this is just me looking at it going like, this is how I see things. But man, I bet so many of you would feel so fired up if you got a job in a place whose, whose mission you actually cared about. 
But it's also kind of hard to find companies who didn't just do the corporate thing and they live for shareholders and all that stuff. You yeah, know, which is what kills us. In right, the right. And uh, but even if even if your end goal isn't just to find a job that you love, you you do legitimately want to build a business of yeah. your own. Yeah, you're going to learn so much if you get oh to work in an industry. Yeah, you know, if you want to be a designer, let's say a web designer, if you oh. go get a job like working. You know for how a- many designers I have met who immediately after school went off on their own and they had successful careers. And these are designers that I admired, and almost all of them say, you know what, I wish I I wish I worked at an agency for a longer. Mm-hmm. I never did. Because they wanted to see how an agency did it. Totally. And my few experiences of working in creative agencies completely changed how I looked at working with clients. Right. Absolutely fundamentally. Yeah. And that was like, it only needed three months to be in half of those. Yeah. You know? True. All right. Uh, the last one in this list of ways to extend your runway, to yeah. make it longer. So we talked about uh, either, you know, keeping your job and trying to go flexible on it so you can work a little more on your business uh, or freelancing. Yeah. Or uh, maybe leaving your job and taking a part-time job. That's mm. another way you can do yeah. it so that you, you still have income coming in. The point is, how do I keep income coming in? The last one would be, uh, maybe you have a spouse or a partner who has a really good job. Maybe they just got a promotion. Yeah. And maybe instead of when they get a promotion, you decide to go buy a new car yeah. or whatever. Um, instead, maybe you say, you know, hey, look. I would love to get a business off the ground because it's going to buy us all kinds of freedom and flexibility down the road. Yeah. And maybe that's a, a conversation you can have, you know, family planning kind of thing yeah. where I'm going to take this next year to work on this business and you come up with some agreement. That can be a good way to do it as well yeah. if you have someone who can support you. So uh, the the heart of this question at the beginning, and we haven't covered it yet, but I'd love to before we wrap things up, yeah. is how much savings do I really need? By the way, can you imagine what the bullet points would be on this if we tried to wrap this up in a three to five bullet point list? <laughs> but it's all good. It's all, this is all the real deal stuff because life doesn't come at you in the form of a bullet point or in the form of like three buckets to try to fill up with a point. Do you know what I mean? It's like, sure. it comes at you with a bunch of emotions and gnarly grinding teeth. You know, gnashing was where I was going for. Sure. Grinding is works gnarly. too. I used to grind my teeth a lot when I slept. Hmm. Apparently my mom could hear me from the other room. Sounds dangerous. I doubt that's true. Yeah, sounds dangerous. So how much money do you need to quit your job? You're going to build your business. You're like, I'm ready to go. How much money do I need to, to have in savings before I quit my job? Right. I mean, to me, as I'm listening to this conversation, what I'm hearing is your numbers and your, and your things are going to be different than other people's. So remember that, okay? Yep. But though you, though you might find some people who think similarly to you, that you can like, like very clear. I have people come up to me on the show uh, or, or in, in real life that go like, you know, what's interesting is uh, I'm much more of a Corbett than a Chase, and so I, I like to hear the way that he thinks about things because he's been doing this for a lot longer than I have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel that same way with some of the people that I really admire in podcasting and stuff like that is because oh, that person thinks like me, but they're 15 years ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And right. so, and so I, I think in. In some ways, your numbers and, and what's going to be right for you is going to be different than other people. And so realize that it's not, there's not one size fits all for this. Yeah. But there are some be- best practices. And what I'm hearing is um, you, I loved all that stuff that we got into about like, you might not be great at money. Chances are you aren't, right? Of uh, just dealing with money and thinking it through, right? Just, just just how you think about money. And you'll get worse at dealing with money when there are when all these emotions on the line. Tons of emotions, tons of pressure, Yeah, you know? So, so beware of that. Number two, you might be less, you know, self-motivated than you think you are. Mm-hmm. Both those things, money and motivation or self-motivation or drive or something. These are skills that you learn. Yeah. They, I, I, I was always very self-motivated. Uh, and I, 
was really bad, actually. When I right. look back before, even though people were like, how do you just get so much done? How do you this, that, and the other? Compared to where I am now, I was a mess. I did not know how to... I did not know how to do the things I was doing right? or how to, how to, cause mo so much of building a business is project management. It's like, here's what we're going to do. And then it's managing the pro the process of doing that thing. Yeah. Right? So you're not, you're, you're probably not going to be great at money starting out. You're probably not going to be great at project management and actually pushing the ball down the field mm -hmm. and time management from the start. I feel like knowing those, if you can actually take that bitter pill in and go like, Oh, that should adjust your numbers for you. I hope it would not not to tell you exactly what it should be, yeah. but it should make you more conservative. Well, and yeah, and also realize that things always take longer than you yeah. think. Mm -hmm. Usually, what's the project management rule? Double it or triple it? Double or triple it, yeah. Right? Uh, and there are a lot of things that you don't know right now. So mm -hmm. instead of saying, you know, how much time do I need to get my business off the ground? How much money do I need to get my business off the ground? I would instead ask, how much money am I willing to spend yeah. on this attempt at getting a business off the ground yeah. uh, so that it leaves me a chance to fight another day mm -hmm. so that you don't end up in a situation where six months from now you've spent all your savings and now you have no choices, no options for, you know, several years again yeah. while you build things up. Um, you know, how much could you spend so that you can get a good shot at it, see how it goes and then, and then have a hard decision at the end of that period yeah. to say, I'm not willing to spend any more unless I've accomplished X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know what I want? I want the person who's confident and also going, this is probably not going to work. There's a mix, right? There's like, there's, the, there's like way too much, too much modesty. Sure. Yep. Where you're just like, this is never going to work. Like whatever. Do you like it? Well, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's probably stupid. Right. There's that. And then there's like cockiness on the other side. Yeah. And I'm not talking about being in the middle. I'm talking about being all the way on both sides in some ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like really like uh, honestly convinced this probably isn't going to work and super convinced that that you can make it happen. Yeah, I would at say at the same time. Yeah, I would say this probably isn't going to work and what I'm doing is I'm investing in growing as a person and yeah. as an entrepreneur and learning some things. And and I'm yeah. going to and literally think of it as you know, let's say I'm going to give myself the next three months to work on this business and mm -hmm. see where it gets. And I have to spend $20,000 to do that. Yeah. Just look at it as that's a $20,000 investment you're yeah. spending on yourself. And is that a smart investment strategy? If you were an investor, would you give yourself that 20K? Yeah. Yeah. You know, realistically, do you think that you're going to make enough progress that's to make a, that, that That's an interesting, I mean, for people who know the investment world, that's a very interesting question, right? Yeah. Because you know what kinds of things you have to do to get an investor convinced. You mentioned something just earlier where it's like, there's a lot that you don't know right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a huge invitation, that question. What don't you know right now? What do you not know right now about, about your business, right? When I think of, about, about any business, like uh, we're really good at sort of taking apart businesses right now because we've seen and interacted with so many of them. Right. So many small businesses. I know it's kind of like, uh, we were talking about this the other day. It's kind of like when you take apart a car, like an old dude who's been in, around engines his whole life. You can you can show him like a big part list of, of all, here's all of the parts from the engine. And he can look at that and within about three minutes, he can go, where's the carburetor? The carburetor's missing, right? You know what I mean? Or some, you can realize when something's missing. I can, I'm like that in some ways about business ideas right now, whether or not they're going to work mm -hmm. I, it, based on when I'm talking to, when I'm talking to the entrepreneur, if they've thought about this, if they've thought about that, all the things that they do not know yet, right? right? What things do they still not yet know? Yeah. That gives me a sense of how far along the journey they are. Because if they're three years into it and they still don't have that carburetor, they still don't know that thing, 
then honestly, you haven't been doing your work. Well, even if it's something that could be known by another entrepreneur with more experience, there are things that no entrepreneur could know oh, no yeah, matter yeah. what experience yeah. you have because they're just things that you don't know unless you try. No, but I'm saying obviously that. Yeah, yeah. obviously that. And there are also things that could change even if, they, even if they're like industry best practices exactly. for forever and then they exactly. change all of a sudden. Totally. Overnight. But that question of what are the things that you don't know right now that are important, you can start chipping away at that before you quit your job for sure. Yeah, you can. And, and you know where the I, I literally don't know of, of a better re resource for that than the roadmap, actually, just going through topic, like what's your topic of your business, because that is answering the question of, are you personally going to be interested in this still when it gets hard mm -hmm. and c getting into audience, which is a question of like, do you know where these people are actually online? Because you yeah. will need to find them and g bring their eyeballs to your thing. Right. Do you know that? And then getting into problem or conversations with with the customers, right? Do you know what they actually struggle with? Because the only, the only business that survives is not one that teaches people to need a thing, right? but something that actually solves a problem. Yeah. Unless you're Apple and Samsung and you're spending $5 billion a year on advertising, then you can create need all you want. Right. But we're, we, don't, we don't have that luxury, yeah. right? That's what it means to be a small business. Um, even in just those three, uh, you've got, you've, you just answered so many things you didn't even know were huge questions and miss and, and, and unknowns about your business. Yep. So it's like going through and, and plugging up those holes in your boat before you actually put it in the water, I just think is so powerful. And I wish I could convince more people to do that. That's what's a bummer is we get a lot of people who are either, who are, who are either really early on and they're not really ready to take the boat out into the water at all but they're getting a pretty good boat set up if they ever want to in the future. Or we get people who are just like, I need this yesterday and they're not willing to do the work. They're just, they just, they just, they're like read a blog, they read a bullet point ASAP blog post and they're just like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I got to try to do. Oh, and it's not working. And they're running around with the freaking hair on fire. Yeah. And none, none, they're not working smart at all. Yep. You know, I feel like I see a lot of that and very few of the people who are being very patient and honest and, and, uh, uh, but working really hard to actually find out those things that they don't know. And that, what are the questions, what are the things I don't know that are actually important? Yeah. And that's where you look on a mentor. You look at a course, you look at someone and you go, what are the things I don't yet know that are actually important? Mm -hmm. That's my dream for Fizzle. And that's why I think we do really, like start a blog that matters we were talking about earlier. I think that does that so well. The things you did not know are going to be insanely important. We're making you, we're, we're setting you up for success in those before you even put your boat in the water. I love that. There we go, talking about boats again. I think uh, I think this conversation about boats and, and bullet points has been a really fruitful one. Boats and bullet points. I think uh, we should settle up there. All right. Uh, so we don't get any more negative reviews. Please do leave us some negative reviews or positive if you're into it. Please do actually leave us positives instead of negatives. I would prefer positive. Just leave us an honest one. Le leave us an honest review. If it's a three star, I'm still going to respect you. If it's two or one, you're just being rude. You know, you don't see that we clearly have our ass on the line here. Right. You know, I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. And we'll see you there. Or we'll see you another, another time. time. So there you have it. All right. I'm trying to just change it. I'm trying to change it so it feels more annoying to me. So I just, I, I don't think about saying the all right thing. God, I wish I could get off of that thing fizzleshow.co slash 176 all right is where you're going to find show notes and conversation about this episode now one great link in there is the guide to minimum viable income that steph crowder wrote that is in the show notes as well as our new business kit 
All right, four ridiculously helpful guides for modern indie entrepreneurs. It's yours for free because, hey, you don't have to do this all on your own. Fizzleshow.co slash 176 for both of those. Here's an iTunes review from Jan Q in the US of A who says, I'm currently in the process of building a freelance web design business and the Fizzle philosophy has totally evolved my perspective and approach. Now, I loved reading this one. Thank you so much, Jan, because like this is uh, this is this is like evolving your perspective about business, about career, about what you're doing with your life and how you're spending your precious moments on the earth. This is awesome. This is like probably the things I'm most passionate about. So thanks for tuning into that and being uh, I don't know being the kind of person who's sensitive to those things. Dear listener, you know our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. Okay. There's business ideas, there's business tactics, but those are just a multiplier of execution, all right? So every week you've got to make progress on your thing. That's what we want to help you with. If you're into that mission, and if you find this helpful, I would love it if you left us an iTunes review. Simply open up the iTunes store, search for Fizzle, and click write a review. Okay, here is to the reward of honest work done well for the right reasons. Find care. Take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.